Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Wulong Talks. Uh, I'm Big A, the Mank Geek. Unfortunately, Jason couldn't be here this week. He's busy doing real-world adult stuff. Uh, so it's just myself, and I'm also joined by Rich Reviews, a.k.a. Rich Kid, a.k.a. The Rustling Kid. Say evening. Evening. And, yeah, um, I think we're pretty much going to get straight into it, aren't we, with, like, news and stuff? So... I don't see why not. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. All right, so news. So this week, um, well, actually, I think the last show was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Um, so in the last two weeks, uh, there's been quite a few fair things that have happened. Uh, but because I know you want to get it off your chest, Richard, and kind of divulge your, your rage, perhaps, as to why it happened. Uh, so Netflix have been busy cancelling shows to save money, I presume, uh, and they cancelled Rich's favourite show, or one of Rich's favourite shows, uh, which is The Get Down. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, if you want to tell us as to kind of <clears throat> what you think about the whole situation and as to why you think it was that was one of the shows that they cancelled and whatnot. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I just think it's really upsetting, number one, because, well, obviously, like I said, like, it's one of my favourite Netflix shows or one of my favourite shows in general. <clears throat> Sorry, frog in the throat. Um, and it's not just, it's an, it's an informative show. That's the thing. Like it is a historic, I mean, don't get me wrong. It may not be like historically accurate, but the setting and where the story is based is historic is like, you know, it's, it's pretty much spot on. I mean, you, you've got people who were, you know, who, you know, who were like, um, advisors to the show, like the original Grandmaster Flash, um, you know, African, Bar uh, African Bombata, like true pioneers of hip hop. And I think that's something that's been missing from hip hop for quite some time. I mean, you know, especially with like the way how hip hop seems to be going now with this new mumble rap. I'm not saying that mumble rap isn't good, but it's a different type of rap. It isn't rap. Um, and, and, I, and I just, I just thought it was, it was just a, it was just really something a really nice show to watch. Uh, that, that that dealt with um, a really diverse cast of people. And dealt with quite a few things. So I mean, it dealt with like living in a ghetto. It dealt with politics. It dealt with being, you know, being a certain color, religion, um, certain sexuality, which is something which, which still isn't really touched upon in shows of color. And I'm not saying that the Get Down is just a show of color because you've got something like Baz Luhrmann, you know, who's white. But um, it it just happens to be set in a particular place where people are of a particular color. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just really upset about about it being cancelled, and I do remember reading um, reading an interview with Baz Luhrmann when um, uh, the first half of the show had been had been shown, and they were having a bit of a discrepancy and a, a bit of a clash of heads then because they wanted Baz Luhrmann to be more involved with the actual production of the show, but his his original idea was basically to you know to give or take write the story and uh, kickstart it off to you know to you know to start the tone of the actual show itself. And then literally just like allow new directors and other people to come in and kind of push it forward. And all he would do is just kind of like oversee it, which I think is fair. That's what he basically did with the first season anyway. That, that's the thing. That Baz Luhrmann, I think, only directed the first episode. And I think he only directed the last episode, which, is, um, which was basically two episodes, you know, um, split and um, combined together. Um, so the actual show itself is, you know, it, once, it was, once, it was, once it was started, it, it, the ball was rolling and it was doing well. Um, so them saying that, you know, it costs too much money and everything. I just think is, you know, Netflix maybe digging their heels in and throwing a bit of a tantrum. Is that what they uh, actually said? It costs too much money. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's well, the basic that that's one of the rumors. Hold up, though. isn't a show set yeah. in like the early eighties, late seventies? Yeah, well, yeah, late seventies. Yeah, well, late seventies. How 70s, the hell can so that far. cost too much money? Well, well, the thing is, I actually don't know, but I do know that it was. I think it's actually the most expensive Netflix show to be what? made. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I could be, I could be completely wrong. I could be, but I know that the second half of the show, the reason. Why sir, there was quite a lot of anime. Have you seen? It? Have you seen it yet? No, I still yeah. haven't seen it yet. It's on the list. It's yeah. definitely be watched this summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, basically, the second half of the show, there's quite a lot of animation pieces, which doesn't seem out of place because one of the characters is actually quite into animation and and draws his own comic book and stuff like that, and it's actually played by Jaden Smith, like Will Smith's son. Uh, and when they're talking about certain things that are happening, and when you're being um, given like you know a bit of exposition as to what may have coming away what may have happened before in an episode they use animation and, and it's him telling the story and it works but uh, basically they ended up saying that the animation parts that were put into the episodes actually helped them save money as well hmm. okay so yeah That's yeah so yeah so, interesting. i didn't know there was any animation in it at all whatsoever yeah, yeah. It's, it's i mean like seriously like i mean don't get me wrong you know people are always going to say uh you know Westworld, oh, you've never seen a show like this and that you've never seen a show like that. And that's generally true for like a lot of things that we say, you know, you know, if something's been done before and you haven't seen it, you are gonna say that. But the get down, a show's never been done like that. Not for if not ever, not for a long time. And, and it's nothing that I've never seen. So I'm really upset about them about them cutting it. Mm, okay. Well I yeah, like I said, I'm definitely gonna check it or well, hopefully I'm gonna be able to check it out this one. How many episodes in total are there? It is twelve. Oh, oh no! Tell a lie. Oh. It's eleven. Because yeah, because yeah, but yeah, an hour each. The first episode is an hour and a half, and mm. then all of the others are between, let's say, forty-five minutes and fifty-eight minutes. And then uh, episode eleven is basically, I think, an hour or two hours. Because it's because okay. it's two, two hours. twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Jeez. So that's uh, that's obviously that show that they cancelled. Uh, yeah. They also cancelled Sense Eight. Now I've um, I've only watched the first season of Sense Eight. Yeah. I pretty much enjoyed yeah. it, um, and I just found out today, this morning, that they cancelled that as well. I know you've seen season two, and you yeah. quite enjoyed it. So again, over to you. What 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 do you make of that? Like, why do you think this happened with that show in particular? I don't know. <clears throat> But with both of these decisions, Netflix can go fuck themselves. Like, I, I, I let, no, 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 I'm not even joking. Like, Sense8 is, is another show. The reason why Sense8, I love Sense8, and, and it's one of the reasons that I love the Wachowskis. And I think it's one of the things, unfortunately, that kind of holds the Wachowskis back. Uh, anybody who's out there who, who you know, who doesn't know, um, you might be of a certain age, so maybe that's the reason why you don't. If you're not of a certain age and you don't know, then shame on you. The Wachowskis are basically the, the siblings or the sisters who created The Matrix. And I think I think with a, with a, um, a movie masterpiece like that, anything that they do is always going to be scrutinized like, you know, to, to the utmost, right? Yeah, like Speed Racer, um, isn't it? Yeah, like Speed And the thing is, I actually don't mind Speed Racer. I think Speed Racer, it's a nice love letter to anime and mm. to that whole and, and, to, and to that whole like pop crazy zany culture i mean like you've got shows yeah, like it's an and stuff like that. yeah yes yeah, it's, it's interesting um uh and i mean cloud atlas is meant to be good as well but the one thing that i've always said and you, i don't know if you remember i remember we we're having a conversation about uh the original vision 
that the Wachowskis had for the Matrix. Mm. And, we were, and, and, and I remember you cracked the joke after I told you everything and you were like, uh, the, the Matrix originally could have been like the blackest sci-fi yeah. film ever made. And, and that's the thing about the Wachowskis. They've always touched upon sexuality, uh, gender, religion, creed. They've always, you know, skin, like all that stuff. They've always touched upon it and used sci-fi to kind of like, you know, sorry, and politics. And they've used, always used sci-fi to try and, and try and educate without trying to ram it down your throat. And that's one of the things that I've always, I've always loved them for because they've always almost taken it back to the original essence of science fiction. And uh, so, I mean, even a film like Jupiter Ascending, which is, it's, it's a bad film, but I the still reason why I like, that. still can't, still, still can't believe what? Yeah, I still can't believe you've actually seen it. Well, the thing is, you know what? Like I said, the re- I mean, everything behind it is good. And like I was saying, it, like, it, it harks back to original sci-fi. So like, if you ask the, you know, the common person now, you're like, you know, what's, mm. science, what's science fiction? And they would say Star Wars. And there's nothing wrong with Star Wars. Like, you know, it, it, it ticks all the boxes of a, of a sci-fi genre. But then when you look at like really, really old school sci-fi, so like, you know, we've read books by, say, like Isaac Asimov, um, you know, Philip K. Dick, will it, you know, and I'm just, and all, all I'm doing right there now is just like, just trying to show off by saying really, really um, well-known names. But, you know, there's, if you look at like science fiction from back in the day, it dealt with things that was happening now. And basically they got away with it by just basing it in like a, a different galaxy or a different time. And that's what that's what I like about Rokowski is because they they like that. That that's how they deal with sci-fi. So when you look at all of their films, they've always dealt with things that are happening now. And Sense8 was literally, I think Netflix gave them a platform and didn't scrutinize them and didn't give them any form of headache to talk about everything that's happening. So you had like, you know, transgender in there. You had um you had gays, you had um you had lesbians, you had um a gay couple that had uh, a straight partner with them who enjoyed sleeping with them. You, you know, you had like, you know, politics, you had men in black, you had good sci-fi, you had questions you know, that, that made you think about where we are in this world and what we can do in this world and how people are connected. And like I said, I don't think sci-fi does that anymore. And that's one of the things that I loved about it. And that's the thing that I loved about that show, because as much as it was a sci-fi show, the sci-fi element, almost took a back step and it just like just like i said just dealt with things that are happening today and so i think a show like that um which represented a lot of diversity um to be cancelled like it's it's upsetting it's sad yeah it, it, I mean, it generally is you know you're definitely right it's it's like science fiction kind of takes a back seat although it's still kind of forefront it's like a show about yeah. people at the yeah end of the day. exactly and different types of people like people from all over the world different situations and it was like a weird science fiction thing that brought yeah. them all together and i think that's what kind of people latched onto so so yeah the fact that kind of people are, are quite upset about it and have been like i think there's like hashtag sense eight forever uh on yeah. twitter uh yeah it's, it's pretty sad when you see when you see kind of like interesting tv shows or tv shows that are quite different that yeah. you know that they, they wouldn't get made anywhere else it is quite annoying when they when they get cancelled mm. um i mean I'm, I'm not like I'm indifferent, kind of, just because yeah. I liked the first season, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I still haven't watched the Christmas special yet or anything. But I mean, if yeah. if they'd done the same thing to Voltron, uh, I probably would have broken my TV. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, but that's the thing. <laughs> like, but but this is the thing about Netflix that I'm not really understanding right now is that you're reaching out to like such different audiences, and you're touching like and you're using like different different. Uh, not I wouldn't say mediums, but like you've got like a sci-fi show here, you've got a historical, you know, storytelling thing here, then you've got animation there. Like people are liking these shows, and you were obviously doing well at it. Like I, I think is is he um, Winona Winona Earp? Is that a Netflix show yeah, or is that Amazon? No, that's show? on um sci-fi. I think Winona. That's, that's on sci-fi. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I, I I thought it was like a Netflix show because I saw today that that got renewed for a second season. Yeah, and yeah, and that nearly made me break my TV because I was like Netflix would renew that or won't, <laughs> won't renew the other two there's gonna be a problem <laughs> well i want i i want to know the full list of kind of things that they've cancelled but um I, yeah. I i saw something yesterday actually where um i think they're doing i know amazon are i'm pretty sure netflix are as well they're kind of doing pro co-productions with uh okay. the bbc so okay. may, maybe it's just purely a money-saving thing and and i'd rather just have the costs yeah. and reap all the rewards yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's just one of those yeah. things man it, it's not uh, like netflix isn't isn't like because they're kind of like an online streaming service it doesn't mean that they're not going to cancel stuff like regardless yeah, of that, how how yeah. well it does you know what i mean but yeah it's sad uh r.i.p sensei on the get down uh but yeah moving yeah. on uh our good old friends of sony uh, who you know make great decisions when it comes to Spider-Man <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, the first bit. Let's just talk about the first bit. We'll get onto the second bit because I, I don't get the second bit. But the first bit is that Tom Hardy is going to be Venom. Now I like Tom Hardy. I think he's good. I always like getting drunk and doing the Bane voice with people. It's funny. It's been funny since 2012 or whenever that was. But. If you've got Spidey in the MCU for Homecoming, Infinity War, and whatever their Homecoming sequel will be, why then try and spin off Venom as a horror? I, I just I just do not get it. It's like Sony is better off letting Marvel make money for them yeah. rather than them trying to make money themselves out of Spider-Man or Spider-Man characters. So I I don't I don't get I mean I like Tom Hardy. I would like that to be a Venom movie. I'd like it to be in the MCU. I don't know as to why it's separate. It's confusing the brand. Mm. That's why I feel. Um, Tom Hardy, same thing. I think Tom Hardy is amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong; like he's done some duds, <laughs> but uh, but he's good for what it he's good for what it is. Um, I mean, well, in fact, you know, I think it's when he's good. When he's good, he's fantastic. Um, anybody that hasn't seen Warrior, um, go go and see that. Um, I'm not a fan of his. One. Yeah, the MMA one. Yeah, yeah. You guys know I like my martial arts and fighting. Um, uh, oh yeah, and if anybody out there does like it, don't forget Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo uh, on the third. Yeah, my money's on Aldo. Um, but anyway, before I digress, uh, am I a Venom fan? No, I'm actually not a Venom fan, and um, and I've never actually been. Tell her, you know, I've only been a Venom fan when he was first introduced. By Todd McFarlane, hmm. like when, like when villain, when Venom was like a true, true villain. None of that stuff where he was like, "Oh my God, he's like, like the second most popular character in Marvel comics after Wolverine." Like, forget that period. Uh, to me, I think he lost. 
he lost the he lost the main purpose of what he was meant to be, which was basically a villain. Like he, if you think about it, he used to be Spider Man's like you know he used to be Spider Man's jo- um um Spider Man's Joker. What Joker is the Batman? Mm, yeah, yeah, I definitely say that's true. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah, and like and and perfect. And if you take into account that before that you had the character like the Green Goblin, who was who was who you know who was as, who was just as who was just as prominent. So essentially, like you know, you've got these two characters who were really really important to the Spider Man mythos, and they held true to that character. And but then like Venom started just started to get a bit too popular, and uh, and he just and forever since that point he's always just, he's always just annoyed me. Um, I like the stint that they did with Flash Gordon as Agent Venom. That wasn't too bad, and they kind of like. Oh, sorry, you, you mean Flash Thompson? You said Gordon by accident, but I know what you meant. Flash. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you, thank you for reminding me. Um, Flash Thompson is uh, Peter Parker's ex um, high school friend who went to the war, loses his legs, and gets taken, um, and basically gets the Venom suit and becomes an agent of Shield or the Avengers, and later on joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Flash Gordon is basically the guy who saved the world in 24 hours and recently nearly got into a fight with Lou Ferrino at MCM XL. Uh, Google it, right? Okay. Um, but basically, a Venom film isn't needed. Hmm. You know what yeah, I think? A Venom film isn't needed. You know what I think happened? I think they should stay saw, uh, what's it, Adi Shankar? I think yeah. they saw his Venom movie, his yeah. little fan film, um, which doesn't have Venom in the title. I can't remember. It's, Truth in journalism, or something yeah, like that, yeah, it's called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they saw that, and at some point, I don't think they originally saw it when it like happened or whatever, because they probably would have tried to shut, shut it down. Um, and that was quite interesting. Like, I liked it as like you know, a little short, an idea. You know, it showed us to a different way to take things, I guess. Yeah, uh, especially on a budget when doing like a fan film. Uh, and, and I liked the way it ended, it did end like a horror. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. almost like a fan footage kind of thing, uh, yeah. done in black and white. Though I, I reckon mm. I've seen that and gone, uh, let's let's kind of use that as an influence. But obviously, they're not going to make it known that that they're influenced by it. But I reckon yeah. that that's probably as to where the idea kind of came from. Because I don't I don't think Sony Pictures can come up with that idea by themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not. I don't like from what they've shown us of what they. I mean, look, the two best Spider-Man movies so far are Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 by Sam Raimi, and that's it. Yeah. Third yeah. one, I've, I own it. I never watch it. Some good action in there, but that's about it. The, the script wasn't that great or anything like that. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, it's all right. Don't own it. Don't want to own it. Not interested. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a mess. No, I'm not interested. Mm. You know, that's kind of like three duds. Yeah. And then people began to like Spider-Man again once they lent him out to uh, to Marvel. So that yeah, tells yeah. you what you need to know. They 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 don't know what to do with Spider-Man. I don't think they'll know what to do properly with Venom. So the fact that they're trying to do a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie called Black and Silver or Silver and Black, I don't I don't understand. It's like at least with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you can kind of go. Okay, most people never heard of them before, but the trailer was fucking awesome. You know, I mean, they, they sold those characters to you. They let you know it was going to be a visual feast. It was going to be fun. Great, great time in the cinema. I don't know how you can do that with Black Cat and Silver, Silver Sable. Mm. They're just two people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We had a raccoon, a green chick, like a gray-green dude, a guy from Earth, and a fucking tree, a talking tree that can only say three words. That's interesting. 
Silver Sable and Black Cat, I don't know if they're interested enough to do a film about. Well, okay, well, I mean, you can break it down like this. I don't think they're even interesting characters in comic books now. Like, Silver Sable is C-list, D-list villain, anti-hero, hero at best when she was around. Yeah, and I think I think the last time I actually saw her in comic books, or the last time I actually remember reading her in comic books, I think may have been Maximum Carnage, which was like a like a fourteen issue run Spider Man crossover, um, and I, and I think that's the last thing I remember seeing her in. Black Cat has had her moments, but at the same time, I think the last time I actually remember her being good was, in fact, tell a lie, a couple of years ago she appeared in a few issues of Daredevil. When mm. Daredevil and Daredevil and Spider Man had a crossover, did you ever did you ever yes, read that? Alvin? That was the one with uh, Mark yeah. Wade did. Well, I don't know if he wrote both issues, but I yeah. remember I, I remember missing the uh, the Spider Man issue. I think I got both the Daredevil issues in that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like like, and she was handled well then. But then, like like we said, at best, she's just a a C list character that comes in every so often and just tries to you know and confuses Peter Parker and tries to sleep with him, and. And and that's it. She's just a she's a very sexualized cat thief. Um, a, like you know, like almost like a a second rate cat woman from DC. And um and I think that's what she's good at. She's just good at like every so often popping up, and just doing a bit of like, you know, murder, mystery, mayhem, romance, sex into the fray, and then then, then jogging on. And so I don't see how those two characters. Who don't have enough gravitas to even have our own comic book for themselves are even gonna you know carry a film i remember silver sable getting her own comic book series in the 90s and like i said and alvin you know my mem- you know my memory already um yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the period when special covers were in full effect and basically the front cover was you know silver sable in her costume and everything and anything that was silver in that pat on like on the front page was, was done in silver. It was like a cardboard cover. And I think that lasted I'm not even sure if that series lasted twelve issues. Like I'm not even sure even, the, even yeah. if it lasted a year. But you know, I understand I, I'm all for I'll tell you the reason why I would look forward to it is because you know they're trying to push female characters out there. But then you know what? If you're gonna do it, do it fucking properly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Who, who would you if you if they're gonna do a female led like spider related movie? Who yeah. would you want to see? Because um, I have so no like, idea who I'd want to see. I actually don't know because the thing is, like, Spider-Man is he's a pretty much male-orientated character. Like, for like from him down to his villains, I mean, the only female characters who are actually really appear in his life and have any form of, like, substance, and you know, is, like, what Aunt May, uh, Mary Jane, and Gwen Stacy, depending on what period you're talking about. And he's had a few other females here and there, but villains or uh, villains or heroes that help him out who are female, I don't even know. I wouldn't know who I would want to see. I know there's a like there's Spider Gwen. I've never read Spider Gwen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, she's not in six one six, so that's the thing. Yeah. Um. What about Jessica? I'm um, not Jessica Jones. Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. <sighs> yeah. I don't like. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, what what would what would be the what would be the point? That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, not I mean, in a bad way. Yeah, 
but it's I mean, like... what they could do, they could do. She's had a recent run where she was pregnant. They could, they, you know, I mean, they could do mm. it like from that perspective of like, you know, a female character who's pregnant as well. Um, I'll tell you what they could do. They could do like Scarlet Spider, but have it be a woman. That could work. That could work. That's the only way I could see it. I could see it like, because it would pretty much be like, okay, yeah, pretty much the exact same powers of Spider-Man, but just just a female Scarlet Spider. Ah, That's in, fact, it. in fact, you know what? No, you know who, could they, who they could do? Now my mind's, now the cloud is starting to lift ever so slightly. Silk. Silk. Oh, work. yeah, obviously yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, why we so just went stupid there. Birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Silk, silk could work. Mm. Bringing it, maybe bringing the mythology of of spider of of, of the Spider Man if they're going to go down that route. Yeah. yeah, but silk could definitely work because it will tie into his his inception of becoming Spider Man as well. Exactly, so. exactly. But yeah, yeah, silk, silk. Yeah, I don't. Why even see in this amount of time that we've been speaking about it? We should. Yeah. Oh yeah, silk. Yeah. I doubt anyone at Sony went. Oh yeah, silk. That yeah. new character that Marvel have, <laughs> unless they don't have the rights to her. But I'm sure they would. I'm sure yeah. the um, the rights would say, okay, all Spidey characters, and that would uh, then fold into it. But yeah, silk. So Sony, if you're listening, which you're not, uh, yeah, do a silk movie, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Are you ready to move on, or do you wanna? Is there any more news that you know of that you'd like to say anything about? Tom Holland. Playing Nathan Drake in Uncharted. Uh, sorry, yeah, you did say that earlier before when we we're on the phone. Yeah, go on, yeah. go. Uh, yeah. So once again, I'm gonna say, Sony, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, why? Yeah, yeah, like. Um, you, well, you know what? Not just because they've gone young, but who they've chosen to play is like it's one of the oh, things where. Well, he's the poster boy at the moment, though. This is the thing. Yeah, they're, yeah, the, they're banking. The thing is, up. I understand that. Yeah, I understand, I understand he's the poster boy. Like that I'm not even I'm not even gonna front. But then at the same time, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Tom Holland isn't going to do a good job, but he mm. hasn't done a good job yet. So like, so, you know, so why are you gonna change the story of something else to try and build it around this person? Like, you know? Um and apparently the, the story idea was actually Tom Holland's and I'm just like, like really? <laughs> I I, re I really hope that's been taken out of context. I really do. Um I mean, you've, you've played Uncharted games, right? Uh, no, I've only played a bit of the second one. I still want to buy a PS3 so I can um, so I can play all three. Yeah. Well, the fourth yeah. one's PS4, but yeah, the, the three that were on PS3, yeah. I mean, I mean let's put it this way. The, the Uncharted game is the closest that you will ever get to playing an Indiana Jones game. And I mean, a really, really good Indiana Jones game. And all four games are easily, and I'm not even talking about the actual gameplay as well, I'm talking about the storyline and the cutscenes. All four of these games, you could choose any from any of the four games, is better than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and the whole series of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Like, mm. I kid you not, like, they're cinematic masterpieces where you've got some studios sitting down and going, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's created by Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog did The, the Last of Us as well, which is also going to be changed into a film. But you've got like certain film studios looking at these games again. They're teaching us a thing or two mm. about you know characters, storylines, action. You know, you know, see, like they've really, really pushed the boundaries. Um, but the main character in the Uncharted game is is a guy. He's he's like a middle aged guy called Nathan Drake, who's like um, he's imagine Han Solo mixed with Indiana Jones, um, but minus the Harrison Ford. 
um, looking a bit like Nathan Fillion from Firefly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, he would and, have been perfect yeah. for it like years ago. Easily. Yeah, yeah, easily perfect. I mean, I think there was a point when he was kind of um, trying to um, rally for the actual for the actual part through Twitter. Hmm. Um, but they were basically, I think the thing was that they said um, he wasn't known enough what? for him to carry, uh, yeah, to carry the film. Everyone but, who's into sci-fi knows who he is. You know what I mean? This is a guy who yeah. freaking, obviously, you know him from Firefly and all that. Though yeah. Doctor, what was it, Doctor Terrible, Doctor Horrible, Sing Along Blog or whatever it was, yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, if you're into geek culture, you know who he is. He's voiced freaking characters in various cartoons and whatnot. Like, he's voiced characters in Halo. He was Book in Halo as well, in ODST and mm. in Halo Five. We fucking know who he is. Yeah, like well, Uncharted is, is a big enough name to sell on its own. Yeah, but the thing is that we know who he is. So obviously, you've got the geek culture who might not you know, who might not be interested in the other stuff that he's done, but like his computer games. And then you've got vice versa. So people that will know him from Firefly, but they're maybe not like the computer games. And then you've got people that will like both. But then if you think about it, Sony, I think, Sony to me, don't really care about trying to please the fans to a certain degree, if not any. I think they generally just care about the money. So I think that they would look at it and be like, forget the fans. Like, you know, like the fans will come and see this regardless. Which is a which is a stupid way of thinking, but when you see you know when you see that's the kind of thought process they've done when they rebooted Spider Man, they were like, yeah, Spider Man it will sell. Um, but I will have to agree with them to a certain degree that Nathan Fillion is he enough to market this film somewhere else and to get the average cinema goer to go and sit in the seat to watch it? It'd have to be a pretty it'd have to be a pretty fucking good film for anybody to be like. Hey, who's that guy? I've never seen him before, but that film looks good. Let me go pay fifteen pounds to go watch him in the cinema for two hours. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I think they could have taken that risk. Like, yeah. When did the first Uncharted game come out? You know what? The first Uncharted game came out. It was one of the the, the flagship titles for the PlayStation Three. So what? Two thousand and six. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's yeah. say two thousand and six. Really, I feel like an Uncharted movie should have came out between. 2007 and 2009 yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like what happened with ratchet and clank if ratchet and clank i always think of like the early 90s ratchet and clank yeah but yeah they've fucking made a movie for it like what a year two years ago it's like what are yeah, you doing yeah. this isn't mm. this isn't the early 2000s no one fucking cares about ratchet and clank anymore yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying that people don't care about uncharted anymore people people very much do but it's like and i still think it'll make a lot of money but yeah. I think the the best time to kind of do that was like a few years back. But yeah. the question I have though is is this is this does this tie into the games, or is it their yeah. own version? Well, th there's a couple of scenes, and I think at least two of the games where you see Nathan Drake as a kid, and you get to play with him as a kid, and it gives you a bit of backstory as to you know as to how he became the man that he was. But they're literally maybe, I think in episode. In Uncharted Four, I think it might be maybe two or three chapters, and there's twenty-one chapters. So two or three chapters you play him as a kid. That's it. So I don't understand why you would even get rid of the actual Nathan Drake as an adult and just concentrate as a, concentrate on him as a kid, unless you really, really want to try something special and make it like a because obviously they're looking to make it a franchise. Maybe do it as a trilogy, and the first part is Tom Holland as young Nathan Drake and then the, you know the next two can be him as an adult but we already discussed already and we already know that Sony don't know shit 
Yeah. So I doubt they're going, I doubt they've thought of that. And number two, as much as it's an idea that's out there, I don't think it could work because, like you said, this is a type of film that should have been made a good few years ago. So this is already trying to build a franchise on something that you're like, it's almost you're almost trying to flog a dead horse for you know for it as a film wise because the games have already they've already been ended they the, um, they've already ended the fourth part was the last part and anything else there now is expanded universe so you know I I don't know like I said like you said earlier on I think they're just using Tom Holland as the poster boy to try and gain as much money um while he's still hot um from playing Spider Man. Yeah, it does pretty much seem that way. Yeah, like yeah, that's how. I, I mean, let's look. We'll probably go and see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> like, all these complaining that we do all these, and then we're just like, oh, this is shit. That's shit. But yeah, we'll we'll go and see it regardless. You know what I mean? But uh, but now nah, all the best. I hope. I hope. I, you know, I hope the blowers away. I, I don't know yeah. if they will. Like on all of those projects that they're doing, whether it be Venom, Silver Sable, and Black Cat, or Uncharted. I hope the blowers away. But. I think if any of them are going to, it's going to be the Uncharted. I don't think it'll be the other two. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Sony Pictures for you. So yeah, we're we're done with news, aren't we? So we can get onto yeah. the meat and bones, right? Meat and bones. Let's get to it. Let's get. That doesn't to even it. make any sense, but we can get onto the meat. meat and bones. Is what I'm trying to say it does. Yeah. No, no. You, uh, you don't listen. Listen. Does it? Where are you from? Because I know where I'm from, and where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, it's talking we, about we bone marrow in it. Yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah. eat the bone marrow. That's the best part, yo. Looking <laughs> that out. It's good for the brain, apparently. I don't know if that's true, though, but that's what I've heard. Uh, so, yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has finally been released. And, you know, it got a lot of hype. There was a lot on uh, Rotten Tomatoes saying that it was really great and giving it high scores, and people were, like, super, super hyped up for it. I... Personally, wasn't hyped up for it just because it's a DC movie and the way DC movies have gone so far. Like, obviously, again, it's one of those things. I'll go and see it anyway, but wasn't hyped or anything. Uh, you and Jason saw it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I've just seen it tonight. Like literally, like an hour ago, it finished. What did you think? Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I, I actually was kind of hyped for it. And I was surprised that I think let's say like the last month or so where the promotion for it had kind of dwindled like mm. a thousandfold. I thought they would have really tried to push it. But um but I mean the reviews for it that I've read they um before I'd seen it, they were they were all positive. Um I I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety seven percent. Um like I said, just slightly digressing. Rotten Tomatoes, IMDB, like I think those things they're really starting to be bad for the film. I agree with you, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like it's re- um, I saw an inter- I saw an advert today for Baby Driver, the new Edgar Wright film, and uh, and tomatoes approval. Yeah, well, had Rotten Tomatoes approval, one hundred percent, and oh, I'm like, God, the film hasn't even been released yet. Mm. Like, c- come on, like, like don't don't do that. Um, but yeah, but um, but but back to Wonder Woman. So yeah, so I mean, like, I- I've been excited for it. This is the first female superhero film. Um, and it's, you know, it's Wonder Woman. You know, I mean, I'm not really a big, big fan of her. But when I do read her, which is every so often, she's just a total badass. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like that someone's finally, you know, taking that chance. I mean, the MCU should be slightly ashamed of themselves because we've had that, like the Black Widow there, you know, f- you know for the longest time. Um, and they could have done something with her, essentially. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, that's another studio. But um, I will say that when I did sit down 
and that black screen came up and you know when it gives like the the classification um for who can see it and it said wonder woman i actually was like wow like number one i was excited and i, I actually did think to myself this is cinema superhero history right here like and don't get me wrong some people are saying that they've released other superhero films before Supergirl in the 80s of um with was it Kelly Slater yeah. or whatever Helen Slater Helen Slater yeah that film was yeah, ultra they, cheap though yeah 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 super back cheap. then <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Halle Berry with, with you know with Catwoman and everything but Again, those were not yeah. not very good <laughs> yeah yeah like total trash but, yeah. I mean, but you look at those films and they were generally made just to make money that's mm. it like at least with this whether we are, whether we agree with the DCEU and how well the the world building world building is or anything like that there's still a certain amount of love that's been put into it which we can't deny so i did sit down and was like fuck i'm I'm, I'm fucking happy like at last a female superhero and and it's a superhero film you know like i'm winning on all sides um and i i enjoyed it i i had my gripes with it i'm i'm not gonna lie um and it's one of the things that seems to be a common theme running through the DCEU films. Um, but all in all, it is definitely the strongest DC film as it stands right now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree there. Uh, like, yeah, like I said, I, sorry, I literally finished like an hour ago. And um, yeah, it was, it was nice to have some actual vibrant color yeah. movie. It was just so refreshing. Um, and it was good to focus on like, you know, it wasn't about an invasion or anything like that. It, it was kind of like, here's this character who's not from our world is from like a kind of a sheltered world, but a sheltered world of badasses. And, you know, she goes out into, into the wider world to discover herself really, I guess, I suppose, and find out some truths about herself. And yeah, that, that's a good story to tell. Yeah. Like when I think of that story in man of steel i just think of a 30 year old man moping about yeah 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 <laughs> you know I mean? that's not interesting to me if you show me literally a fish out of water a few comedic moments which they don't dwell on too long yeah i i like that you know what i mean mm. i like the mm. fighting and stuff like there's not a lot of it like thinking about it it's not it's like three very distinct kind of areas in a movie where uh where you see a do a thing and there's there's a bit in the middle that's like super impressive that I was like quite impressed by. Uh, but yeah, I liked all the Amazonians and that, and it was it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. I don't agree like with the poster saying it's the best superhero movie ever made. I think not that's, even close. Not even close. That's fucking yeah. It's like come on. It's like this is a good movie. Like we're not taking anything away from that. But the the best ever made. Like maybe it could make it into the top ten. Maybe. Yeah. But. Uh, that would depend on the individual. I don't think it would make it into mine. Well, I, I really don't. Mm. But, and that's without like, that's like making exceptions as well. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think, I still think it's a very solid movie though. Yeah. I still think it's a very solid movie. Were there any uh, kind of like standout bits for you? Okay. So I'll tell you what it is. Cause I'd, I'd have to break down the film. Um, the middle part of the film, well, basically, when Steve Trevor lands in uh, in Themyscira, from that point onwards, uh, and then when they go to London and they, you know, they go to the actual war itself and they go to the front line and everything, and just before the third and final act starts, 
that whole section of the film was fucking flawless. Like, just just really, really good entertainment where I sat down and I was like, this is, this is fucking great. This is like, I, like, I just sat there like just wide-eyed going like, wow, like, they're just really dealing with this well compared to the rest of the DC movies. Um, mm. So, I mean, th- those bits stood out, th- that, that whole section stood out for me, like, completely. Um, the first, it felt to me like the film had been written by more than one person. And I know it was, I know that Zack Snyder wrote the screenplay and the story Did he? with a couple of other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I don't, and I don't know if like, when I saw that, if I'm just latching onto things and I'm going like, well, that bit makes sense. That, that part makes sense because the beginning of the film and the end of the film, it did start to kind of decline for me. The, the introduction of the Amazons, I loved. Mm. And, uh, and, I, and I think that when, it, when you're dealing with like a, you know, like a, a, group of, or, or a group of women or a race of women, is it, can I say that? A race of women? Well, they're all different races. Of, so I don't think you can yeah, all, say all, that. Yeah, all different races. Yeah. Um, okay, when, when, well, okay, when you're dealing with, like a, with, with the Amazons in general, Anybody who knows even like the most basic of like history or like mythological history know that they were just like total badasses. And after seeing what has been done with characters like, you know, um, Gladiator, which is slightly different, but that whole type of like sword fighting era, or even better, like Immortals and then Zack Snyder's 300, I still think that the Amazons could have been dealt with better and make them real badasses. Like I, I felt, I felt a bit upset mm. the way how the the Nazis came in, and managed to kill a couple of them and stuff like that. I would have preferred if the Nazis came, tried to cause a bit Sorry, of a ruckus. Not Nazis because it's World War One. Oh, who's it then? The, the, they're Germans, but they're not Nazis. The Germans. That, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But this is just World War One. Oh yeah. So, okay. Germans. Oh yeah. So sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Doctor Jones. Um, so. <laughs> 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 you know, call him Doctor Johns, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but basically, like I didn't like the fact the way how they came in and managed to kill a couple of the Amazons. I would have preferred if they, they, they'd come in, like try to cause a ruckus. The Amazons put them in their place, and then maybe sent Steve Trevor and Diana out to you know to the real world and try to try to deal with it before more of a um, consequence comes back onto them. Um, and so, so it did fall flat for me for that because like. They're a race of people that have just been trained their whole life to defend this earth. And, you know, and, they, and, and so like, it just felt like, well, it's only, you've only, you're only badass or dangerous in name. Um, mm. so, that, so that was the first grab that I had. The second grab I had was that you've got this girl who belongs to these people and all she's ever been told and all she knows is that the same thing. They are just uh, the, the defenders of the earth. They are badasses. They wake up and they train, they fire their bows and arrows, their swords, you know, they, like, nobody can take them, you know? And, but then yet she's been told that she can't be one of these people, or she can't be one of these warriors, even though her mother is, like, you know, the queen of them. So I'm thinking to myself, like, well, what, I didn't really feel any motivation as to the reason why she would want to be that, apart from the fact that that's where she's from. And then when she finally does get her power, it's almost like, Oh yeah, you're you're special compared to everyone else, and then everybody just kind of takes it on the chin. So that was the that was the third one, but come like I said, come by the second part, it really really starts to pick up, and I think mm. we can talk about the second part together, um, and the third part. So I mean, like, what what did you think about the, the beginning of the film? Maybe 
the beginning of the film, like, because obviously, like, when it comes to like superhero origins, because obviously we're the people who we are, we know the basics anyway. So the, yeah. the going over stuff that obviously you already know, and you're just like, okay, I have to sit through this, although I already know the gist of this anyway. And we could just skip to fucking Steve Trevor crash landing there, right? But obviously, I had to introduce it all, and da 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 da. And that took quite a while, to be fair. Yeah. But I think the thing that kept me watching was kind of like seeing the Amazons train and their fighting style. Yeah. Like it was quite, well, I can only describe it as quite leapy. Yeah. They always leap into the air and shit would happen when they're in midair. Yeah. Someone would throw something and all that. Like I think my, my favorite bit of like the first uh, third of the movie is where uh, her auntie, who's that general woman, yeah. where she just got shield like, and she runs, jumps on that chick's shield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> fucking gets these three arrows and shoots these like three German dudes. It was, that bit was fucking wicked. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. That was and like like they they were badass the Amazons and they were all like mm. athletic, like almost hench kind of chicks. Yeah, which is how, how like they all looked like they were six foot two to me. That's what it looked like. I was like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? But um, it's like like you were saying that they they are badass, but were they were they kind of tough enough? Yeah, yeah. You know I what I mean? And I know, I know yeah. the dudes had guns and that. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like, you know, you've seen the DC animated movies, like uh, the Batman Superman Apocalypse, where they, isn't there a bit where they take Supergirl to Themyscira for a little bit in that, I think? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're much more hardline. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they, they didn't even want like Superman and Batman to fucking be there to freaking yeah. take Supergirl there or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think in the Wonder Woman animated movie as well, um, they were much more hardline in that. They were much more, yeah. way tougher, way no fucking get the fuck off this island kind of, don't want any men here yeah. whatsoever or we'll fucking kill you. That kind. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. a sense of that. It's like these dudes came, these dudes came, like rushed the place and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're one of them and Steve's like, no, I'm not. And then, they just fucking use the lasso of truth on him. And then that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. No, why the fuck are you here? Like, we don't like your kind. We've managed shit, blah, de, blah, blah. I wanted, I wanted like, just some hard-ass women, man. That's why I yeah, wanted yeah, 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 yeah. But well, it was well, still like cool. Said, but... Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, sorry, carry on, carry on. No, that, that was it. Yeah, no, but like, but like I said, that's the thing. Like, you can see the certain parts of the film or the certain parts of the story uh, where Zack Snyder has actually written has written it and um because even that bit where she goes are oh, you know shield is the same thing that you know that Zack snyder does in um in 300 yeah uh, you know so like you can, you can see mm. the influence there so um but like you said like the, the amazons they didn't feel like they were about that life mm. that's what it was <laughs> like you said like to you you're a man yeah i'm a man chop dead like i, I wanted yeah. to see that like, like, no, like no mercy man <laughs> that's why i wanted, I wanted no mercy uh, so th those are your gripes, and obviously, like, yeah. so what was like, uh, kind of like, I guess your favorite bits, or the bits that you enjoyed the most. My favorite bit is when she meets up um, with the rest of the group with Trevor, and they go to London, and the, you know, they, and and he's basically said like, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to um to find Aries, and it's almost like this thing of like. She's she's got this naivety about her that that you just that you just that that's actually really quite endearing, and it reminds 
and it almost reminds and a lot of people have said that it's got a, a very superman the 1978 movie type of feel yeah. to it like yeah, the alleyway scene think, especially yeah oh yeah i mean that that's that's a that's a that's a blatant homage to that but yeah. it's one of those things where it's like the naivety that she has it's really really interesting because that's her character like right now she actually is clark kent in this very in, you know at this period during world war one she is the clark kent persona where you know personified where she's like oh everybody's really really good and this and that and blah 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 blah. and i found it a bit funny where they're fighting in an alleyway and her glasses fall off and she steps yeah. on her glasses and crushes him and it's like there's no facade like this is her like there's no bullshit or anything there's no diana prince and then you know wonder woman even though she's been given this alias by steve trevor what you see is what you get this is the truth this is the truth justice in american way like right now and mm. I, and, I, and i like that um so this and, and that bit where they meet the other members of the of the team and i think this is and this is i think where you can see patty jenkins really shining as a director because she could have easily just done like a copy you know a copycat version of captain america and just had like balls to the wall um world, world um, you know war action give me a second yeah, um yeah, what's, no up, what's up yeah what, what do you want <laughs> it's your bedtime dude it's your bedtime luca it's your bedtime <laughs> okay i'm gonna go downstairs yeah yeah okay you're gonna be quiet Okay. Who's who, who's that you're sleeping with? Who's that? Who's this? Pikachu. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So so there's that bit where Patty Jenkins is basically explaining and showing you the hardships of war, war firsthand, which is something that wasn't really touched upon in Captain America. Although Captain America: The First Avenger was a good film, but I mean, there's even a bit where she's they're sitting around a campfire, and they're talking about the other members of the group. And you know he's like, oh, you know, this guy sees the ghosts of people that he kills, so he's yeah. he does a perform all the time. And then they speak PTSD. to like, you know, what's that second? PTSD in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. PTSD, like you know, like amazing, like. And then they took, then they talk to you know, you know, the, um, the Native American, and it's like, you know, what? Well, who do you fight for? And he's like, I don't fight, like you know, because I don't have a country. And it's and she's like, you know, well, who took your people? And then she points to Steve Trevor, and he's like, you know, his people did. Mm. And like, and and it's just one of those things where. It shows, I felt more of a motivation for her to want to end Ares and stop war because that's what she believes will happen at that point because she just sees what war and the evil that men can do. And I mean, and like, so at that point, that's when I felt like, yes, now she really, really wants to go and wants to be that warrior and fulfill her destiny as compared to like the first half of the film where she's just like, I want to be a warrior and I want to fight. And it's like, well, really why there's the, you're actually not given a reason why that second part really cemented the character of wonder woman and sold um the portrayal that gal that gal Gadot did for me and i'm not talking about you know the, the acting or anything but she just nailed certain parts and i was like yes like this role is yours mm. yeah i very much agree yeah especially just yeah it's, it's pretty sure when they left london uh and then it what, what did it end up in belgium i think it was yeah uh, and the no man's land the no man's land bit uh yeah it was just that's kind of like again that's a very actiony bit and that's when we really got a chance to see as to uh as to what diana can like pull off and do and yeah. uh it was all 
<laughs> like seeing her like throw that armored car and all that kind of business mm. and like just take out all those dudes and she just whip out a lasso and f- fucking fucking shit up everywhere i was yeah. just like okay so so this is how it's gonna be from now on with wonder <laughs> woman again when they did shield and then obviously threw her into the freaking tower of that church like what happened yeah, there, yeah. I literally was not fucking expecting it just went fuck she's that fucking strong you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, man, it was like that. That well, obviously, that whole sequence I thought was uh, was really interesting. Although I didn't really get a sense of passage of time between you know the campfire bit, well, them leading leaving London, and then like the campfire. It was, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, we're leaving London now. Our caught campfire. It was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was, okay, that was yeah. fucking quick. <laughs> it was like yeah. there was no kind of journey to get there. I thought the journey two there would at least be difficult but then yeah. it just turned out that the main villain was a few miles away anyway i don't know why i'm going on about a gripe when it should be talking about the things that i liked um but, um, <laughs> but yeah i thought i thought the script was pretty solid i do yeah i do obviously take into account what you said about certain bits feeling different um, yeah 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 i mean to like with certain other movies like i'll buy them straight away as soon as they're out yeah, I don't think I'd buy this one straight away. I do like it. Mm. Yeah, but I think I'm okay to wait for the price to go down. Yeah, um, before I actually buy it. Yeah, the, the the film's two hours and like twenty minutes long. Yeah, but weirdly, there's not like much it? to it. Yeah, it didn't feel like it, but also there's not much to the story. I'm trying to think as to what it mm. what time was filled with, because you know when you watch like. Sure like man of steel or or bvs it to happen yeah. a lot of time it's like, oh fucking please something happened yeah, yeah this i felt like not a lot happened and there were three main action sequences but it wasn't boring and i think that's quite a testament to it yeah 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 i definitely, I definitely agree although i thought to myself where's the next action scene because there hasn't been any action for a bit mm. I think it was more, more about her and Steve. Yeah, in a way. Now that I think about it, because mm. Steve is in the movie a lot. Yeah, like from the moment you see him, he's pretty much there the whole time. Yeah, and it is like, and he is kind of like a catalyst, especially for how she is in the modern day, because yeah. he means so much to her. Yeah, and what he did at the end of the movie meant so much mm. to her. For her to become the full person that she was, yeah, and understand the world of man, I guess. Mm. So yeah, no, it was it was all good stuff. Like the relationship between those two was all right. Like yeah. it was, I liked. Also, you know the fact, like when she walked into like all those army generals speaking and that, it was like, oh, yeah, woman's in here and all that kind yeah. of business. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the way they tackled that because the way Agent Carter did it was too heavy-handed. Oh yeah, I still have it. I still haven't seen it, Agent Carter. It's on my list. Oh, constantly, constantly, constantly. Like I like they did it a bit in a, a bit in a funny way in this. And then obviously yeah. when she was translating that language and that, yeah, like putting him in their place and that. But it was it was subtle. It wasn't so. It wasn't like a fucking sledgehammer hitting a melon. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was just yeah. it was just really nice and that. But but yeah, I'm I'm happy with the movie. Um, mm. I think we're in a good place now. I, I do wish this was like the first DC movie. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's just that would have been a good place to start because she's obviously the oldest of those characters. Yeah, and you know, doing a kind of almost fantasy-ish 
kind of World War One kind of story. Pretty much what they did with like the, uh, the first Avenger. I think that was yeah. the right way to go. Yeah, yeah. I think starting with Superman wasn't necessarily the smartest move. No, nah, not even, not even, a, not at all. So, but yeah, it all around. I'm roundabouts happy with the film. Yeah, uh, it's easily the best of the DC movies so far. I um, really like the last shot of the movie that really got me going. <laughs> like I could feel the hairs on my neck stand up. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was I wasn't a fan of the villain. Like I, 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 yeah, I, I, true, think, true. I think I think the villain or the villains fell very very short because it was like what, what could been really epic. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie, yeah. like, kind of, yeah. Go on. Well, well, I'll tell you what it was. At first, it was like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that if you have a villain of a film, like that, that person has to be physically imposing. But depending on the character that that they are, maybe they have to be. So, for example, what I'm just saying is that if they made BVS and Doomsday was like five foot nothing and weighed like forty pounds, he wouldn't be intimidating, <laughs> even if he could growl like a lion. You know what I'm trying to say? But I never felt that Jack Houston was evil or was dangerous. Oh, sorry, Danny Houston. That's one thing. So, so yeah, so Danny Houston is Jack Houston related to him in any way at all? I don't know who the fuck Jack Houston is. You know what? Maybe I'm just getting the name and just putting a Houston, <laughs> and putting that in front of Houston. <laughs> um, and I and I never felt that from him, like that that he was dangerous. Like he did one or two. Yeah mean things whereas like you know like they put the guy in a gas chamber and then when he shoots his own soldier in the face but then it's like that's nothing that i haven't really done and number two you're german like <laughs> you're doing mad evil stuff anyway like that, that that's what you do the first thing in the morning when you wake up like <laughs> so like so that's not really scary you know what i mean mm. and then when you find out that he's actually not even the main person and then they bring in david thulis and i'm just like <laughs> Like, come on, like, you've gone from someone who wasn't dangerous or physically imposing in any way to this person who's even less. And then it just turns into a CGI fest. And I just went, nah, like, stop mm. it. Stop it. It reminded me of, like, when I watched the first Underworld. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, I didn't know who Bill, Nye, who Bill Nye was at that point. And I actually yeah. watched Underworld of Jason. I remember, like, Bill Nye and I think um, Kate Beckinsale having a fight. And Jason's sitting there going, like, just cussing. And I remember, going, I remember thinking to myself, like, how is this old man fighting like this? And I'm not saying that old people can't fight, but there has to be a certain, a certain something that that person can do, right? Like, even if it's camera shots or stunt doubles, you know, they've done it really, really well with Liam Neeson, yeah, <laughs> in Taken. Like, they've made him look dangerous. David Thewlis is like, they just threw a bunch of CGI over him. And then it turned into a CGI fest. And then you ended up seeing Diana do certain things that, you know, that she's just learned how to do. And you're like, okay, cool, fair enough. But why didn't you do that in BVS when you're fighting against Doomsday? That's so a, it's that's like, point, you know what I mean? So, so, <laughs> so, so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not sitting down and I'm not cussing the film. It's just one of those things where it's like, they've still got a few inconsistencies in the way how the story's told. And... And I think what the DCEU haven't done is what, and I, I think it's something that I've said a good little while ago, they still haven't set laws and regulations in the universe as a whole. And that can have an impact on how you're going to be able to tell certain stories. So the, for example, the reason what I'm saying is like with the Marvel cinematic universe, we know that the Hulk is super, super strong, but they've number one, scaled it down to a more realistic level and they've kept it at that. 
and the same thing with Thor, and the same thing when Thor describes his, you know, what we what we consider magic is this their version of science. So mm. it's that whole thing of like, you know, the, like in Wonder Woman, you've got bits and pieces where Diana's running onto the field and she's having to deflect the bullets with her bracelets, but you've taken a blow from Doomsday in Batman vs Superman, so you shouldn't really have to deflect bullets. I understand That's you're paying more point, homage. Man. Yeah, you're bringing up shit that I've just not even like. Yeah, just, like just not even thought know, of. Like, yeah, that's a good point, man. Yeah, like, and 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 I think if they don't get that sorted out sooner than later, it's going to start causing a few problems because you're going to have these people whose powers actually fluctuate from high to low, but then they're in a certain power bracket. But then, how are you going to deal with a character like Batman? You understand what I mean, or how are you going to deal with like well, you're just somebody going to be like running away the way you did in BVS? Yeah, yeah, in BVS. Yeah, you... grappling to some next building. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's something that once they've really, really like done, you know, decided what they want, then they'll be able to move on and have more creative villains. Because this one, it just looked like he was just getting things up. He was just using telekinesis to make knives and throw them at her, and then wrapping her up in like paper. And I was like, like there was nothing, there was nothing dangerous or evil about him. Like this, this is Ares. This is the god of war. You know what? Like yeah. earlier in the movie, I did think to myself, I did think mm, he could be. You know what I mean? They may do a, a reveal later where he's actually yeah. the bad guy. And then when yeah. they did, I went, I fucking knew it. I fucking, <laughs> I knew there was going to be a reveal. Like I really, I knew there was going to be a reveal at some point. At first, I thought, okay, Danny Houston, like. Yeah. Okay, he's Aries straight away. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why. That's what I thought. Yeah. Then, man, once obviously, once he gets done over, like, I was like, okay, well, someone else is. It might be yeah. that guy from earlier, <laughs> or it may be that Doctor Poison or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? But then when the reveal, I was like, yeah, that, may, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And it's a shame because like we don't get to spend a lot of time with the villain because we we don't know. Well, we assume we know who the villain is. Yeah. Spend much time with him. It's like think of the the reverse of that is like um, the Dark Knight, where you spend loads yeah. of time with a fucking Joker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So much so you actually kind of fucking like the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. this, uh, you just, just like you said, the evil German, evil German, shooting yeah. people in yeah. the face. Uh, but I did like the bit where he locked the guys in that room with the gas, and he threw in the gas mask so they'd fight over it. Even though, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to spend enough time with him. But yeah, when um the whole Aries thing, you know what? I liked kind of like when he was getting all the metal together and all that and creating his suit and like yeah. clawing, clawing a bit of the metal out so he could see and all that. Yeah, it was visually kind of nice, but it was a bit like, oh, okay, so now. Now this is what this has come down to. Whereas before it was something quite interesting, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like ah, and also the the whole thing with the gas on the plane just reminded me of the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like although that was just normal bombs or whatever, or just yeah. larger than like whatever bombs, almost nuclear level or whatever. Mm. It kind of reminded me of that quite a lot, and I was a bit like, obviously a bit with Steve as well. Yeah, I was a bit like, oh, this is this just remind me of Cap. Now I just want to see Cap fucking. Yeah. His thing and whatnot. Do you, do you think you, the villain? You're you're totally right. Uh, do, do you think they killed Steve off too early? Um, yeah, they have to give her a reason to kind of like, yeah, you know, become a fucking god, pretty much. Yeah, so, yeah. 
and you know she he's obviously they, they were obviously in love they had sex that one time yeah. but they were obviously yeah, in yeah. love you know what i mean that one that, that one time in band camp that one time that one time in world war one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so they so they were in love it was a gradual thing it was like there are two people who were kind of like obviously though from quite different worlds but uh yeah. it was the first man she ever met and he was a good man yeah you know what i mean he, he was willing to sacrifice himself for mm. others you know what i mean it yeah. wasn't about yeah. him saving yeah. the day it was a, it was just about him doing the right thing and that's what another theme of the movie is is like doing the right thing but no i i, I think I don't, I, I don't know what you do with steve Tra i mean if he feels alive at the end it'll just be like oh happy ending and then he died of old yeah. age like 60 yeah. years later you know what i mean it's just like yeah. uh yeah whereas him sacrificing himself that's like again it's one of those things i saw coming yeah although at the same time i kind of think no i suppose aries wouldn't let it go onto the plane so yeah. no well, 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 like I said, this is this is where, like I said, I'd like to see who wrote what part of the of, of the of the screenplay and whatnot. But like I said, who do you think wrote about that bit? Yeah, I like. To, I, I'm telling you, I think the third part, the third act, the final part, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder wrote it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, it, it it looks like something. It look it just looks like his style of writing. Like like that final part. If you think about it, it's just the same as the final part of like Man vs Superman. Although the action is much more yeah. um, kind of like, I think you see the action in this better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when, yeah. You, when you see like the, the actual strength of these characters, like yeah. lifting and falling and hitting the deck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I felt like you, you know, when you watch Man of Steel and you get a bit, you get a bit sick towards the end because you're just a bit like, I can't, I can't make all this out. Especially when you see it on a big screen, you kind of like, I can't make all this out. People are like, yeah. miles an hour and come to a halt. Yeah. And then you know what I mean? It's like what? Yeah. yeah, what the yeah. Fuck? Whereas this, like, I felt you really got to see the power of of that yeah, woman, yeah. the woman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but like, but it just it just felt like like that that was a Zack Snyder that was Zack Snyder writing and maybe some form of like direction if he did the sister Patty Jenkins with anything. Um. I'll tell you what I would have I think would have been better, and it would have made Steve's death. A bit more poignant is that obviously that's the first man that she's ever met but if they'd spent more time together so see like in captain america the first avenger where you see them actually making a difference throughout the whole war yeah yeah I, yeah yeah this was I just think, like three think, days done <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's like and i mean and i mean that that still that even makes the romance of it maybe even a bit more powerful for some people whereas like listen man i remember meeting this person and I spent like three days with him and it was one of those three days. It was those three days that I would never ever forget. Like it helped to, to craft who I am now. And I can see it from that point of view. But I think to see them actually make a difference throughout the whole war would have been a bit better. And then come towards the end of it, lose Steve. And even though it might have even seen, still been like a bit like the first Avenger, it would have made it hit home even more because you've made a difference. Up until this point, you've never known anything other than that. And you've come out and you've helped all these people and then the day that you help actually stop the war is the day that you know is the, is the day that uh, that you lose the loved one because remember i think in the first avenger when captain america dies that's not the actual end of the war is it uh the war no. it's not he yeah he he he, he, he well he puts it he gets put into suspended animation before the war actually ends yeah i think you're right yeah because he's yeah. not involved with the actual yeah. ending. i think it was towards the end 
But yeah, it's the towards the end of the yeah. war, I'm like no, no, because yeah. obviously because Hydra and the, and the Nazis become become obviously separate separate entities. Yeah. So yeah. you know he was fighting Hydra while everyone else was fighting the Nazis. So yeah. so yeah so, so yeah no so, he, that, yeah. he's not he doesn't cause the end of the war no no no. Yeah yeah so so like so so that so that was a good thing so I think to have her actually help because I mean the way how they portray it in Wonder Woman is that the minute Ares gets killed everybody just kind of comes to their senses and it's like and then the next CDC is like <laughs> the war's done. So I think it would have been more I think it would have been it would have hit home more if you actually see her working towards this whole thing of like I'm going to stop this war at the true source that a lot of these people don't know and it's a, over done over a certain amount of time and like I said and then you lose Trevor so you know by by ending the war and ending the evil that's in all of the hearts of men you also lose the person who's in your heart you know what fuck this shit I should write scripts I swear to god <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I like another thing that I like it didn't shit on men it didn't go men are shit, men are shit, men are so yeah, crap, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. It went, look, here's this powerful woman, and yes, she has gone into a world where it's it's pretty much ruled by men. Um, yeah. but you know, Trevor's not a Steve Trevor isn't a dick. His friends aren't aren't fucking dicks. Yeah. Like there are some guys who dis- try to disrespect her because because of it. But you know, she's yeah. more than her beauty. She is also yeah. strength as well. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah, I, I like the fact that it it can have that message. Without having yeah. to shit on someone else to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like if that, go for it. You know what I mean? If that's what you're gonna do, go for it. But yeah, no, but yeah I, I like the way that these guys did it because you you don't have to put someone else down to lift someone else up. Yeah. Well, well the, the thing that I liked is that they, which they which they, which they portrayed really really well with the with the group that she was with, and I think even better than Captain America's group, um, the soldiers that they follow them who Captain America rolls with during the World War, even though it's done in a really, really good way. Um, but they're just guys. Where Steve, where I think she asked Steve Trevor, like, mm. you know, what would you do or something like that? Or is this what you chose to do? And he openly says, like, yeah, listen, if I didn't have to do this, I, I wouldn't do it. Like, you know, like he realizes that he's made mistakes and he's trying to atone for those mistakes that he's made in his past life. But like the bit when they speak to Saeed and, and Saeed is like, yeah, I'm I'm an actor. You know, I I want to act. Like I'm I'm just happen to be. And mm. and I think that's a, a lot of things. That that's one of the things that a lot of people seem to forget about the wars back then. Like you got drafted, and if it, and and let's say even if you didn't get drafted, if you were like if you were of a particular something, sometimes you had to join the war just to be able to survive. It's like like the Native Americans say. It's like he's stuck in between. He's in limbo. You know. He's fight. He's fighting against uh, somebody that generally doesn't like him, but he's also having to help someone you know who generally might not even like him as well, even though he lives in their country or they came and took his country, you know. But it was that thing that they really, really that really, really touched me. Where it's like they're just men who have to fight this war. They're just trying to fight the good fight, and you know, and and trying to survive. Um, and it and it kind of reminded me of the bit in Saving Private Ryan where um, Tom Hanks starts to tell, like you know. I was just a, I was just a music teacher and then I got drafted into the war and like, you know, and then basically then I'm doing this and doing that. But my mission is to get, you know, is, you know, is to, is to get um, Private Ryan home. And that's the one thing like that, you know, that, like I said, that a lot of things, a lot of films don't touch upon. And one of the things that Captain America doesn't touch upon, although it does in a, in a certain way, is that you might can have superheroes here and there and everything, but 
there's soldiers out there, there's police officers, there's firemen, you know, there's people that make a difference every single day. And they generally are just normal people who don't have powers, but they are super, but they are, but they, you know, but they're superheroes. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that's really, really pushed forward with those guys, especially when they're sitting around the campfire, which they did really, really well. And like I said, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the bit that Patty Jenkins wrote and, the, and directed herself without any interference from anybody else. Because that whole middle segment feels completely different to the rest of the film. I do wish we got to spend more time with those guys. Like, I feel they're in the film, obviously, a fair amount. Yeah. But I, I kind of wish they were in the movie a, a bit more, just because yeah. backstories that we only get one sense about. Like, like you said, how he says, oh, I'm an actor, but I'm the wrong color. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Thanks, you I know, forgot that bit. Yeah, yeah. Like the chief saying, obviously his people took my land. It's like, how does how's he friends with that guy? Yeah, look like him, kind of took his land yeah. and drove his people away yeah. from. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like, I think mm. uh, obviously it showed us that Danny knows nothing about the world as it is yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. And she's having to learn. Like, you know what I mean? It's like all these weird things that she's having to. She she didn't know what racism is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. She's never seen that before. So, well, in, you know, in, for in her essence, to mention that to him must be like, what? Yeah. But in, in essence, that, that, I think that's the thing. Like I said, that's the reason why it kind of falls flat for me at the beginning uh, as to the reason why she, why she wanted to fight. Because Diana doesn't even know what war is. She's only been told stories about war. Yeah. It's until she steps there and she starts to see the carnage. And, and, I, like, and I like the fact that it kind of, it kind of even shows stuff that's happening now like you know you, you go on social media and you've got like people in syria and you know and other places and you've got these you know these women and these men and these children talking i saw like something yesterday um there was like a, a little boy who'd lost his family speaking towards the camera saying like listen we're dying out here we don't want any trouble and and saying this piece and this is a child and, and like i said to like and that's war i mean there's propaganda it's always going to be. It's always going to exist. But now we live in a, we live in an age where, if you really want to know the truth or somewhat of the truth, if you go searching hard enough, you can see it. Mm. And unless, but back then, unless you were actually on the front line, you didn't know what it was. You would, you know, you'd go into a cinema on a Sunday and watch the matinee, and it'd be yeah. like, "We're sending our troops in on Sunday, and we're, you know, and we're going to kill these people, and we're doing really, really well." It's it's morale building, and I think that's what. Diana kind of had at the beginning of the film, but the minute she steps into that war, like she realizes that it's, it's not a nice thing. Yeah, and, the battle's not nice. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. No, I, I mean, I enjoyed the film. I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed the film. Yeah, I mean, it well, it's it's given us freaking a lot to talk about. We've been talking about it for, yeah. a, for quite a bit. Uh, to be honest, I thought like we we're only probably gonna end up doing like I don't know, like half an hour, half an hour, but <laughs> yeah. like we, we've been speaking for quite a while. Uh, but yeah, yeah. overall. Uh, like, how would you rate it? See, the thing is, like, I'm going to give it a, a specific rating and people are going to think it's really, really bad and mm -hmm. it's actually not. I'm going to give it six and a half, right? And oh, that, you said a, a half? I'm going to give it six and a half. Okay. Yeah, six and a half. And all of that six and a half is purely going to be based on the middle section of that film. That was really, really good. And I'm going to put it like this like it's what you said earlier it's a good dc is a good dc movie and i think if the beginning had been had been structured a bit better 
at the end had been thought out a bit more with a better villain, then I, I think it could have easily been like a, an eight or even an eight and a half. Mm. But it's like, Cause he had and, a... and I think... Sorry, go on. Say? Oh, no, because I was going to say, because like, the mistakes that they've made, I think it still, it still weighs heavily on the film. But that middle section is so strong that it's just like, like wow. It's, like, it's almost like, you know, like when you have to like, add up the average and then, mm. you get, then, then, you, then you get the round number. So six and a half might seem low to some people, but the, the thing that gave it a six and a half is, is freaking amazing. And I would watch it solely just for that alone. So six and a half for this film is good. And six and a half for this film in the DCEU is amazingly good. So I, th- I think there's, um, they're, they're definitely onto something good. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much have to agree with you there. Like, I was thinking six and a half, maybe a seven at a push, but I don't think there's... Yeah. Uh, the only reason I'd give it a seven is just because I, I liked that the action was coherent and you could see it all and you could make perfect sense of it. Uh, and it was just really well depicted. It, it didn't feel the need to do fucking shaky camera or any of that bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got to see all the powers, um, like even even a even a powers of flight, which I thought was to do with wind current. I thought she could only fly in like so gliding like wind currents, but maybe I'm yeah. wrong about that. No, 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 no. Um, that's how you, that's how it used to be. That 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 was the original the original um, uh, power that she had. She used gliding currents, but it's the same thing with Superman. I remember like I don't know if you know that like, when Superman first came out, he he wasn't able to fly. Yeah, it was just leaping over tall buildings. Yeah, just just leaping over tall buildings. Yeah, locomotive, locomotive. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six, six, six point five seven. I think that's fair. It's like, like I said earlier, Michael Sutherland poster, best superhero movie ever. No, but it's fucking, it's it's really solid. Yeah. Um. Actually, one thing I'm disappointed by is I think I think younger audiences will actually find this film quite boring. Maybe. Uh, like yeah, I, I maybe. couldn't imagine showing this to like, you know how there's always a picture. Oh, this is why it's so important, and it's like a seven-year-old dressed up as Wonder Woman or whatever. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. think a seven-year-old kid is going to see this movie and enjoy it. Mm. I'll be, I'll be surprised if they do, just because it's, yeah. it's, it's long. Like when I was a mm. kid, like most movies I watch would be like ninety to hundred minutes tops, and that would yeah, be it. Yeah. two hours forty to sit down and stay still. I can't sure. imagine. Him. One take, but that's a different thing entirely. Yeah, I, I give it like six point five, pretty much as well. Yeah, yeah. Well directed, filmed well, good performances, pretty much all round. Mm. Oh, yeah, weak villain and kind of climax was like you said, C- CGI fest, but not the worst CGI fest. I don't think it's the it's the biggest offender of that. But mm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're pretty much right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, six point five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Totally. Right, so are we done? I think we're done, pretty much, aren't we? So I'll tell you, we'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. Obviously, you got any shout outs? Uh, any shout outs? Uh, just the normal Mayimada. Um, go follow them on Instagram. Like really cool guys. We saw them again at Comic Con. Um, uh, we're actually going to be getting them on the show soon at some point for you know just for a catch up. Cool. Um, Goho FX, Leanne, my sister from another Mister. I haven't spoken to you in ages. Miss you. Um, we'll give you a shout out, or we'll give you a shout soon. We need to have a catch up, and we need to get you on the show as well. Um, and after uh, Cheryl Blue, um, Wagwan Cheryl, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, Cheryl Blue, Tinted Blue, like I said, another really good friend, has a radio show, uh, released quite a few books. Cool girl, go follow her on Instagram as well. Um, and I think off the top of my head, that's it. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, and where can people catch you on social media? Um, on Instagram, Rich Reviews 266, and also Wulong Talks. Oh, sorry, one more shout out um, okay. to Joseph. Uh, things a man oh jesus i can't remember his instagram but i know basically when we when we post this up i'll put i'll put a link into him uh, in there but he's the photographer that um always takes pictures takes amazing pictures at mcm and other things as well and um he did really well at this mcm where he did all three days and just totally smashed it so you're gonna be we're gonna be posting pictures that he's taken of some of the cosplays that we did and some of the cosplays that other people did and uh so we'll be posting that on the instagram as well so we'll tag him in it and go give him a follow. He's a really cool dude. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at richreviews266. And you can also find me on Twitter uh, at richreviews266. Instagram, Wulong Talks. The website, www.wulongtalks.com. Excellent. Wicked. Uh, I'm Big A. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BigA85GL um and you can find links to other stuff on there as well uh i think next week we probably actually well because we were supposed to talk about comic-con this week before the change happened yeah i think we may be talking about comic-con uh next week and obviously uh jason will be giving uh his opinions on wonder woman as well yeah um i think that's it have i forgotten anything i don't think so i don't think so when's spider-man out uh june 20 something in it june 22nd so that's pretty much oh, that's, fucking soon oh, that's long that's far man mean that's far. Far. mate it's gonna it's be far. here like literally a few weeks will go by and spider-man will be fucking out it's just a few mm, weeks i'm still contemplating i'm still contemplating whether to get like a marvel core box and get some and get some stuff in it what the hell's a core box is it like a surprise right. box yeah, surprise box, but it's done. But it's specifically for Marvel, and like it's always based around a specific Marvel thing. So, despite this one, Spider-Man: Homecoming, the last one was Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh, like Marvel uh, Loot Crate, essentially. Yeah, 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 like Marvel Loot Crate. Yeah. Okay, uh, that wasn't a plug, by the way. We're not sponsored by them or anything. Uh, but Marvel, <laughs> if you are listening and you do want to sponsor us, hit us yeah. up. Um, the like catches on. What's the what's the Wheel on Talks email? Oh, um. Listen, just hit us up on a. You know, we don't have no shit in it. <laughs> Wulon Talks, but nobody else is called Wulon Talks. Yeah, so yeah. Find us really yeah no, no, it's, it's, it's uh, Wulon Talks podcast at gmail.com. Oh, is it? Yeah, Marvel. Kevin Fahey, whoever yeah. else, Agent M, or that Lorraine Sink, or whatever she's called. <laughs> it is all. Stan Lee. Stan, <laughs> Stan Lee. Stan, Stan Lee. Yeah. You know what? In fact, well, Agent of Hydra. Yeah. What's uh, Jeff Johns? Hit us up if you want. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone. We, we could do with some sponsors. But, um, plug or not but now you know we're just fucking around but whatever that's business at the end of the day uh yeah you ready to say goodbye rich goodbye rich (laughs) fucking you you had to be that guy (laughs) Uh, and it's goodbye from me uh hope you've enjoyed yourself and we shall catch you on the next one peace out